Hey everyone, I'm Rachel. I have hamsters and today I'm coming at you with my second podcast episode. Finally, um, so much going on in my hamster life. So it felt like a perfect podcast moment and thank you for joining me today. So, uh, if you don't normally hang out with me, um, I'm Rachel. I got some hamsters during COVID when everything was terrible and I was really lonely. And then I realized I love hamsters and there's so much to them. What do I love about hamsters? Well, um, I love how each hamster has such a unique, vibrant, special personality. I really don't think you could say that like there's one type of hamster that is typically X, although sometimes I see some similarities like You know, I have a dwarf hamster, Maurice, who has some things about him that remind me of another dwarf hamster I had, Shirley. But, um, you know, they're still so different, like so different. The little sounds they make, the way they look at you, the way they move, the things they like, the foods they like. um, It is all so different. And it really brought me this new appreciation for like every little living creature that I don't think I fully had before. And uh, the other thing I love about hamsters, if you are new to hamstering, is that I didn't realize how fun it is to create landscapes for your hamsters, um, hamsterscaping, some people call it. It is quite a challenge to figure out like a nice cage setup for your hamsters. And I don't think I'm, I've really like gotten to this extreme level yet, but, uh, but one day, you know, I'd love to create like, like a, a shire, you know, from Lord of the Rings, a shire looking kind of place for a little hamster to explore with little tiny round doors. (laughs) How cute would that be? So dreaming. But um, yeah, I still really enjoy creating spaces for them to explore. And um, it's just like really meditative and calming. And yeah, I I don't know what it is, but it's just, it's a very different type of pet from like having a a dog or a cat where you like live with it. You know, some hamsters kind of do their own thing, but you can still create these interesting atmospheres for them and constantly challenge yourself to think about ways to keep them occupied because just like any animal, they want a challenge, they want to learn, they want to grow, they want to achieve things. And uh, yeah, that's kind of your role as their caretaker. So uh, today I'm going to talk about my weekend so far. It's Memorial Day weekend and I was so excited to have this like long weekend. Woo! And then uh, Friday night, I went to look at Maurice and um, I noticed, okay, so leading up to this, all week this week, I've been getting little bites on my hands and arms and also on my ankles. And uh, I wasn't sure where they were coming from. Like I go on walks every day, but usually during the day, I'm not by water particularly I don't feel like there's a lot of mosquitoes I mean I'm sure there are but um yeah I just I didn't think it was mosquitoes um even though I am the type of person who gets a lot of mosquito bites so it could be mosquitoes but they were smaller like little itty bitty bites almost like maybe it's eczema maybe it's spider bites I don't know but like wouldn't I notice if there was a spider on me all day long every day and I kept getting new ones and so It just was really confusing. And I thought, well, I have been working with the window open. Like maybe there's a crack in my window and there's bugs getting in. No idea. Okay. So, so this is my whole week is I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Then I get to Friday and, um, little Maurice is kind of, he kind of does his own thing. He is the sweetest little dwarf hamster. He's so cute. Um, 
but he mostly is uninterested in me. Like he's not mean or aggressive. I can give him, I can like stick a a finger right in his face and he just kind of looks at it. No reaction, but, um, not like I would purposely antagonize him, but he like has never, ever bitten me. But, um, he, he will kind of swat at me if I bug him too much, (laughs) but, but it's like a very, a very mild swat. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't always see him. He's pretty private. I don't usually get to see him sleep. And, um, I noticed he was sleeping against the glass of his or plexiglass, whatever of the night angel Vista that he lives in. And I was so excited. I was like, Oh, look at his little body. It's so cute. (laughs) And, um, I took a picture of it. I took a little video. I was like, oh, and then, um, later that night I came back to look at him and he was again, sleeping in that spot. And I looked a little closer and I was like, oh my gosh, there's like little black and red bugs all around him, like in the paper on his body. And, um, I had been noticing kind of lately that his behavior had changed. I wasn't sure if it was just that he's getting older, um, you know, when I got him in February, he was only three months old. So now it's February, um, March, April, May. So he's six months old. I mean, he's much more mature. He grew a lot. Um, he doesn't have that like wild, crazy energy that he had when I first got him. Um, so I wasn't sure if it was that, but like he, he hasn't been running as much and, you know, I saw him sleeping there and, and all these little bugs all over him. And I was like, Oh no. And I knew exactly it was a terrible thing because, um, in my understanding of most, like when hamsters get mites, typically it's an immune problem. So, um, we all have mites living on our skin and in our hair follicles and those mites, uh, I believe they're called demodex mites. Um, they, uh, they're sort of like part of your ecosystem, but if your body immune system kind of gets off balance, if you're not able to like keep everything in check, then the mites might get out of control. So if you see like an animal that has like, you know, fur loss or really itchy, um, I think they call it mange sometimes. Uh, that's kind of the same thing. It's like, um, the mites have, have outgrown, you know, what they really should be on that animal's body, but it doesn't mean that the mites are like not supposed to be there. So, you know, every animal, we still have mites. They're not transferable. Typically a hamster who has mites, uh, like that kind the demodex, demodex mites, um, those mites are not going to bite you. Um, they're not going to transfer to another hamster. It's really an internal hamster, an internal problem for that hamster. So, so being able to, and, oh, and the last thing is those demodex mites are not visible to the naked eye. You have to do a skin scraping at your vet to find out if you have those mites. So, um, <laughs> being able to see the mites or whatever these bugs were, I was like, Ooh, this is not good. <laughs> this is not the kind of bugs that you want. Um, so I checked out all the food. I didn't see any bugs in any of my food, although I did put all that in the freezer. And then, uh, I gave it like an hour just to think through what I was going to do next. Of course, it's Friday night of Memorial day weekend. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to see my vet for a couple days. Um, I did call and make an appointment Saturday morning. They were open for a few hours. So I have an appointment now for Wednesday. That's like a couple days from now. But, um, yeah, until then I was trying to think like, okay, what do I do? 
So <laughs> I had kind of heard of these mites. I believe it's a tropical rat mite is what he has. Um, and uh, people have been seeing them more and more lately. Um, it, it seemed like they were something that was more common in like Southern California, but I'm hearing of people having them in the Midwest as well. And uh, yeah, so this kind of mite, um, boy, it's no fun. So they do bite humans. Their primary host would be a, a rat, right? But somehow they can also latch on to uh, hamsters. And um, they're like little black or red bugs. Um, they, you know, they bite and they they eat blood. So they're not eating food. They're eating, they're living on their, their host, you know, kind of. It's not a great thing. So if you squish one, it, it like makes a little, there's like blood around it if you squish it, like a mosquito. So that's one way you can know if that's what it is. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's other types, but, um, that is one of the features of the tropical rat mite and granted it might not be that I haven't seen the vet yet, but that's my best guess based on, um, talking with other friends and looking up <laughs> on the internet. And I posted in a few hamster forums about it. Um, yeah. So the treatment for this, so the treatment for Demonex mites, the kind that's like in your hair follicles is ivermectin, but the treatment for this type of mite is a different type of, um, I'm not sure if it's topical or oral. Ivermectin is oral. Um, so I'm going to find out. Um, I think it's typically called revolution and they do sell it in pet stores. Like you could just buy it, but, uh, hamsters, I mean, they're small little, delicate animals, right? So it's also bad for your hamster. And I've seen people who gave it to their hamster and the hamster died. So I definitely don't want to mess around with that. Um, so I'm going to wait for my vet appointment to figure out what to do next. But, um, but for now, you know, I removed all of his bedding, threw it away. Um, and, uh, I took, you know, he had a lot of, I mean, it was a large night angel Vesta. So it's like, a ton of bedding, <laughs> a ton of natural items. So like a lot of wooden platforms, wooden uh, multi-chamber hides. So I baked everything, um, or washed it in the dishwasher, like whatever was ceramic or plastic. And I baked everything at about 220 for like, uh, I don't know, 30 minutes or more, Ho however long it took the, so I could pull it out and I would look really carefully and, um, make sure that those bugs were dead. And then I sealed that w wooden stuff in little plastic bags and I put it in a plastic bin. So everything that was in his cage is now baked, washed and sealed in plastic multiple times over. <laughs> um, and then I moved him into a, um, into a 200, 200 quart sterilite bin. And, um, for now I feel so bad for him, but so for now I just put, cause I was kind of in a hurry at this point. It's like 1am, almost 2am Friday night. I put fleece, just like a fleece blanket down. And then I put like a sand bath and a wheel. I scattered some food around. I also gave him a tissue box with some bedding in it. Um, so he could sort of sleep in there and, um, so the next morning, Saturday morning, today's Sunday. So Saturday, I went to look at the tissue box already filled. I mean, this was like fresh bedding already filled with mites. <sighs> so, and I checked the bedding that I had given him. I don't see any mites on the bedding. Um, I checked everything I could. So I'm, there's something consistent that I am finding is that the mites are living on natural sort of porous items. So I'm seeing them on like the, 
like the wooden hides. Like I picked up a Night Angel wooden hide and I could see a few of them on there. Um, I'm seeing them in the paper bedding, but I'm not really seeing them on the wheel, on anything ceramic or plastic. And uh, I think that's, that is good news, I guess. I can limit it down. It seems like, I don't know if they lay eggs in, in the wood or how that works, but it seems like there is some connection there that that's where they sort of will live around. So, um, <laughs> so poor guy. So yeah, so last night I took away the, the paper bedding and I just gave him different different fleece items, like a little fleece sleeping pocket and... Um, I think he burrowed under the, under like the layers of the blanket. Um, I know it's really unfun for him and I feel terribly about it, but, um, I think the sooner we can get rid of these bugs, the sooner he can go back into his beautiful, large, amazing cage. And, um, the interesting thing is after I moved him out yesterday, even I noticed that there were still bugs crawling on his cage. So, I took this um, alcohol solution, rubbing alcohol in water, and I just like sprayed all over the cage. And I did notice that the bugs like died from that. So, um, so I just sprayed the crap out of it. Um, so I might have to buy more of that stuff just to, you know, make sure. And then I vacuumed. Um, it seems like if you can isolate them and then vacuum a lot, that kind of, that seems to work um, or that seems to cut down on it. So we will see. This is the position I'm in now. Maurice usually is not a big chewer, so I'm not super worried about the fleece blanket. Um, I did give him chew toys in there as well and a whimsy, so if he needs to chew, he can chew. Um, but I do need to check in on that and make sure that he's not chewing on the fleece, because um, that is not something you could do for every hamster. I think some hamsters are chewers and some just aren't, and uh, yeah, you know, whatever you think you can just kind of check and see. But, um, so that's what's going on. <laughs> and then to make things more complicated, I have a second hamster, um, whom I've kind of posted about on YouTube and on my blog. Um, his name is Thor. Sometimes I call him Thorfinn. If you watch Ghosts, uh, the TV show, one of my favorite shows, um, there's a character named Thorfinn. Uh, and, uh, so I just like that name. It's just a little bit longer. Um, so I don't know if what I'm trying to figure out is where these mites came from, because I'd really love to prevent this in the future. I'm really careful about everything that go, go, goes in my hamster cages. I bake everything. I freeze everything. Nothing goes in there without being washed, frozen, cleaned, whatever it needs or can handle. I do. Um, so I, and now knowing that these are like bugs that don't eat food, they eat blood. So I don't think they would have been in, um, food. I don't really know, but, but I don't think that's where they would have been. So <laughs> my best guess is they came from Thor and Thor, I got a month ago, but the thing is Thor, I'm not really seeing mites on him. So I don't know. This is quite the mystery. So, <laughs> so Thor, I got probably still came from Thor. I yeah, I can't figure out where else it would have come from. Um, a little bit about Thor. So Thor is a robo. Um, I was really missing having a robo after Oscar died. And, um, there's just something about their energy. They're just so much fun to watch. And I've come to this conclusion that like 
two hamsters is like the perfect amount of hamsters. Um, <laughs> like one is maybe just not quite enough and like two is perfect. But um, although after this weekend of cleaning, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> now I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> maybe just one. Um, but uh, so Thor came from Pet Supplies Plus. Um, I had gone in there to get some millet for little Mo and um, Thor was there. He had been there for I think at the time it was like seven months. Um, and so he was marked down at the time, only like 30% or something, but I just, I mean, it was horrible. Like the wheels that they put in pet supplies plus, I mean, I don't know, none of the corporate pet stores really do a good job. So, you know, it's not like one is worse than the other, but, but it was like a four inch wheel. It was so sad. I mean, it's sad. They use the same that four inch wheel for the Chinese hamsters also. And the like, you know, Campbell's Russian dwarf hamsters. It's so sad to watch them run on these tiny wheels. And that's like, they're in these tiny little cages, like, like it's like 10 by 10. And to think that he lived his life in there for seven months on this tiny wheel with literally nothing <laughs> made me so sad. Um, Petsters are my weakness. So anyway, so I, I, um, I walked away. The, the staff had named him Thor and like had written about him. Like they were trying to find him a home. And I was like, no, no, don't do it. Like someone will, someone will take him home. You don't have to take him home. You can't save every hamster. So, so I walked away and then for a couple weeks I kept going back. I was like, let me just check in, see if anyone's taking him home. I go back. Nope. He's still there. I kept going back. No, he's still there. So um, yeah, finally, maybe like a month after that, this is sometime in April now, um, he was marked down 75%. So he was $3, um, originally, I think something like $17. Um, and, uh, it just was so sad. And I, I, for $3, I was like, well, I mean, they're not making money on this. And, um, you know, I didn't want him to become snake food. So I just decided all right, I'm just going to take him home. I mean, <laughs> it just felt like destiny. So, so I did. And, um, I was really happy about it. And I had kept him quite separate from Mo for a long time. Um, not like they're together ever, but, uh, but like I kept them in separate rooms, um, just in case there was any illness. And, um, you know, he didn't show any signs of illness. Uh, he does have some hair loss, but it seemed to get better with some better food. Um, and, and so I kind of like eventually after like maybe in the last like week or so, I moved them into the same room. And, um, I do wonder if that is where the mites on Mo came from. The thing is I took apart Thor's cage also. Um, he was in a bin cage and I put him in a, a Vista and, I barely found, I found two mites. That's it. Just two. Whereas like Mo had this infestation, like they're like everywhere. And for Thor, I just found two. And I, I can't figure out like, well, if Thor is the culprit, how come he only has two mites? Um, so for now, Thor is still in his Vista. Um, I'll probably move him out in a little bit and get him set up in a bin cage and, you know, follow the same 
course of medication that Mo is on, um, you know, he'll need to go to the vet also. But uh, yeah, it's very strange. So that's why I'm starting to wonder, like, well, maybe Thor isn't the reason Mo has mites, or maybe Thor is just more resistant to them. Or maybe like Mo got them, he was at the vet getting his nails trimmed. And like, maybe he got them at the vet a couple weeks ago. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm really flummoxed where these mites came from. And it's exhausting and overwhelming. <laughs> but, um, but the good thing is, this is probably the best part of it. I had to clean everything, organize things. My hamster stuff is crazy. I have so much hamster stuff. I had five hamsters at one point. I kept thinking like, oh, maybe I'm going to foster. I've, you know, I have had opportunities to foster, but then I just come down to it. And I'm like, you know, having five was a lot and I'm really tired. (laughs) And, um, I think I'd rather put my time and effort into like, you know, creating a website that helps people find good care and linking to rescues and, doing this podcast and doing videos, then, you know, if I take in a lot of hamsters, it kind of takes in, it's like all my time, even though I really love it. It's, it's really, um, it can be quite overwhelming. Um, well, I don't know that I would say it's overwhelming, but it just is like, you know, you can, you can do one thing or you can do another thing, but you, it's hard to do both. Um, and so it did help me make the decision that like, I think I'm going to stick to one to two hamsters from now on. And, um, you know, I'll keep rescuing them. I don't have to, you know, I can, I can still contribute in that way, but, um, it did, uh, help me look at all my hamster stuff today. And I was like, why am I holding on to all this stuff? I have so much of it. Like, it's crazy how many wheels I have. And, and I mean, for good reason, you know, sometimes you need to switch them out and as they age or different care needs, but within reason, I mean, the number of wheels I have, was a little bit much. I don't even know if I could count how many wheels I have. Like maybe I had like 12. I don't know. Cause I at least had two per hamster when I had five. Um, and, uh, partly just cause it was hard to keep up with cleaning wheels. So I would, you know, swap in one, take out the other. And, uh, and then I would, I sometimes had to buy additional ones if they had some health reason, like, Steven developed Bumblefoot in his older age, and so he could only run on a cork-lined wheel, so then I had to buy cork-lined wheels, so it's just this whole thing. Anyway, so um, so yeah, so then this morning I got up early, I've been, you know, posting on different message or on different Facebook groups, like, hey, I've got all this hamster stuff, does anybody want it? And, um, and it's been great, I've been hearing back from a lot of people, and I'm just giving it away, like... I just want it to go to people who are going to use it and um, have a good relationship with their hamsters. So it's like my joy that people will use this <laughs> and I'm happy to have it go to a good home. So I am kind of excited about decluttering and just like having this space in my life um, to just have time and energy for the hamsters that I have and also eliminate mites from their cage. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So I'll stop there for this week. Um, I'll update you guys once I hear back from the vet and uh, how it's going. Um, Hopefully none of you ever have to deal with these types of mites. They are really awful. Um, I have bites all over my arms. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, you live and you learn. (laughs) And this is just part of the journey. (laughs) So 
Anyway, I hope you all are enjoying a great Memorial Day weekend, maybe some time with your hamsters or maybe some time on vacation somewhere. That would be nice too. <laughs> all right, I'll see you in my next episode. Bye.